Welcome back to Living with Emuna, our weekly series in which we get together to remind ourselves what we already know, what we intuit, what we're born with in our kishkas, in our gut, that there is a creator, there's a Rebona Shalom, he's involved and invested in our lives, he's not only aware of, but he is connected with all that happens, there is no random, there is no chance, there is no happenstance, but rather it is all, of course, by design. I want to thank our generous sponsors for the year, Drs. Avi and Bella Morgan, in memory of Rabbi Dr. Brian Galbit, and in memory of Bella's mother, Dr. Ellen Chanzer. Thank you so much for your generosity. This morning's class as well is sponsored in particular by the Agus and Fox families, two very special families I've known for a long time, commemorating the upcoming sixth year at site of Dr. Saul Agus, who was a really extraordinary man. Shaul Gershon ben Chaim Shmuel, Vi'ita Chayez, Neshama Shadav and Aliyah, and thank you to our dear friends, the Agus and Fox families, for learning with us and for sponsoring this morning. If you'd like to sponsor a future episode, please email lee, L-E-E, at brsonline.org, lee at brsonline.org. Okay, we continue our study of Dveikas. How can we connect to and cling to Hashem, not only in the happy occasions, not only in the happy moments, but how do we feel His presence? How do we feel connected to Him no matter what's going on? Particularly in the moments that we would otherwise panic in the moments that we would otherwise feel anxious, in the moments that we would otherwise turn inward, be selfish or envious or arrogant, how can we remember specifically then to be davak, to cling, to connect, to glue, to attach ourselves to Him, and therefore to relieve ourselves of any of that anxiety or worry, to recognize that all that happens is for a reason and that everything's going to be okay. I know none of you slept in the last week. You were all waiting to find out, did my daughter get her negative corona test? She was able to get back on the plane to Israel. And the answer is, drum roll please, yes, she did. Which is what he told her. Everything's for a reason. Hashem will come through. Whether you make this flight or the next one, it will happen the way it was meant to. And Baruch Hashem, it happened the way she wanted, not just the way he wanted. They coincided which always is lovely when that happens. So as people were coming to the airport and already boarding the plane, though it was getting late and was stressful, that negative test, the lab result, finally came back. She was able to get on the plane. And Baruch Hashem, thank God, she's back in her natural habitat, back in Israel, learning, studying, growing, and so grateful to Hashem for that and for so much more. We have been learning about Dveikos Etzim, the notion of clinging to Hashem in good times and in bad, being connected to Hashem not only when it's convenient, not only when we're on fire, not only when we feel like it, but to realize that His presence in our lives is permanent. It doesn't fluctuate. It's not only when we want it. It's not only when we need it, but it's there no matter what. So let's go back a drop. We have to put it in our minds. Again, this is of Itcher Meyer Morgenstern in his Bayam Derachecha, his wonderful work of self-growth, of personal growth, the chapter on Dveikas, on how to acquire this attribute of clinging to God. So a person has to very carefully, very importantly, put inside our mentality, don't just look for the light. We are a vessel of light. God is all around us. God is in nature, and God is in experiences and events, and God is in history, and God is in destiny, and God, most of all, is in us. Every one of us is a tselem elokim. We are a unique divine spark. Every one of us is an ambassador, an agent. Every one of us is a shliach, a messenger of Hashem. And if we woke up this morning, and if we're here, and if we're alive, there is something to accomplish, something to achieve, there's something to do. We are a unique expression of God in this world. We are that vessel that carries that light. We are meant to be the angel for others, to be that light in someone else's life, to be of service to them. That doesn't mean that we can't relax or enjoy or be invested in our own happiness, But in fact, the greatest route to happiness, the happiest we are, is when we are the most of service to others. 
So don't see yourself as insignificant or inconsequential. Don't see yourself, God forbid, as damaged. But we are a kli, we are a vessel. Every one of us, our lives, every one of us, why we are here. Every one of us and our role in this world, in our family, in our job, with our friends, is to be a vessel, a conduit, to shine and to illuminate that light. However, there will be times that I don't see and I don't feel and I don't feel connected. There will be times we're not in fire. I don't feel like waking up and going to shul. I don't feel like making brachos. I don't feel like davening slowly. I don't feel like doing chesed. I don't feel like keeping Shabbos. There will be those moments, just like in marriage, just like in any other relationship we've been describing. It's not always fireworks and sparks and romance. There are moments that we feel incredibly close. There are moments that our relationship is on fire. But there are moments also that it's ice cold. Too many people, they cling to God only proportional to how connected they feel to Him. So, for too many people, when God is good to them, everything's working out. Health, wealth, happiness, family, the job, the spouse, it's all coming through. Then, then I feel connected, I feel close. Then there's a God. Then everything is for a reason. But when things don't work out, when we feel all alone, abandoned, when we're struggling to get by, when we want to make it through the day, when things are not flowing, when we run into challenge, when we run into a wall, do we still cling to Him nonetheless? That's the proof is in the pudding. And as we mentioned last time and the time before, it is a metaphor. Our relationships in this world are all a metaphor for our relationship with Him, for our relationship with Hashem. And just like in the relationships in this world, they are consistent and permanent and not temporary. I am married. I have a fidelity and a loyalty and a devotion. Whether the relationship is on fire, whether the relationship is ice cold, whether I feel close or whether there's a wedge and a sense of distance, but I have responsibility and there are consequences to the commitment I made in that relationship. And the same is true in our relationship with Hashem. We're not always going to be on fire. We're not always going to feel close. There are times that we're going to be ice cold and distanced. And yet, then, even then, especially then, we need to lean in, especially then we need to cling and connect to Him. To be among those who serve Hashem faithfully. The word ne'emanim. Moshe is described as evad ne'eman. Moshe is an evad ne'eman. What does the word ne'eman mean? A ne'eman is somebody who's trustworthy, is somebody who's reliable, who's somebody who's dependable. When we wish a young couple... When we bestow a bracha, a blessing upon them, we say they should build a bias ne'eman Israel. What does that mean, a bias ne'eman? The house won't implode, the house won't collapse, God forbid. We're not talking about the bricks and mortar. We're not talking about the structure. What we're talking about is the trust. What we're talking about is the relationship. They should be a bias ne'eman. It should be a faithful home, a trustworthy home, a dependable home, a reliable home. We should be able to rely on that home to live rich, proudful Jewish values. It should be a home that illuminates the world. It should be a home that welcomes others. It should be a home that is a model of how we're meant to live in this world. So therefore, Leos to be among the trustworthy, dependable, reliable servants of Hashem, who are searching for that inner closeness, connection, clinging to God, not just to work through an agent, an ambassador, an intermediary, but to have a direct connection, to have a direct hotline. For that to work, for it to be a real relationship, we cannot be fair-weather friends. What's a fair-weather fan, a fair-weather friend? Everyone has those friends that when they're on top of the world, when the person is making money, when they're popular, when they're making a simcha, you'll see that when someone's making a simcha or when someone's going through something that they have their moment to shine, everybody wants to be connected, everybody wants to attach to them. But what happens 
when they fall on their face? What happens when the world turns upside down, when the wave is over, and the person is struggling, the person has discovered hardship? What happened to those friends? Is everyone still elbowing? Is everybody still edging to get in there? Is everyone still trying to attach themselves? Is everybody still trying to somehow see their value go up because of their connection? A fair-weather friend is only there in the good times, is only there when it's good for them, is not there, they're not reliable, they're not dependable, they're not trustworthy. A fair-weather fan is there in a winning season, but what about when the team can't get out of the gate, the team can't win a game, the team won't make the playoffs, is the fan still rooting? So Lahavdil in our relationship with Hashem, with our Creator, are we a fan-weather faith, or are we a faithful person all the time. Only when we're on fire, when it means something, when it does something, only when everything's working out in our lives, when we feel like it, or even when we feel like it. Even when we don't feel like it, rather. And any true servant of Hashem, who at first was inspired, was driven, was motivated, was enriched, was elevated, felt and saw the light. It's exciting, and it's amazing, it's energizing, enthusiastic. But then the light disappeared. And it became dark. I don't think we educate enough Balei Tshuva in this way. Very often we inspire and we touch and we invite and we expose those who are new to Yiddishkeit to its richness and its beauty. And we act as if the excitement, the enthusiasm had to begin is permanent. It's consistent. This is the way it's always going to be. So excited to daven, so excited to learn the next halacha, the next detail, so excited to engage and encounter the next holiday. They've seen the light, and now it's always going to be so invigorating, so exciting, so uplifting. But that's not the way life is. Life is a roller coaster, and life has upside downs. And every relationship, the relationship with ourselves, and our relationship to food, and our relationship to exercise, and our relationship to reading, and to studying, and our relationship to one another. There are moments, there are times that we are on fire, that we are excited, that we can't get enough. There are other moments that we have to fight through, that we have to push ourselves. There are moments not of being enlightened, but of dark. Tzarech Hadas, we have to know, Shekahu that you can't just work out or exercise when you feel like it. You can't just eat right when you're excited by it. And you can't just spend time with your spouse or your child when it does something for you. But the proof and the evidence of how much you care about it, how much it's a part of your core identity and who you are and how invested you are and how faithful, dependable, reliable you are is do you show up and do you live it even when you don't feel it? Or sometimes he removes the light. Sometimes it gets blocked by a cloud and that cloud can be corona, it can be quarantine, it can be shutting down. That cloud can be a health challenge, a financial challenge, a relationship challenge. That light gets blocked. It's not all fun and games and fantastic. It's not all elevating, uplifting. Nevertheless, we cannot give up hope and we cannot become disheartened or disillusioned or disaffected or any other word that starts with the word dis. A person has to be invested consistently, continuously to never give up and to never give out. He writes in the footnote of Meyer, the same is true when it comes to our relationship with Shabbos. You know, the Baal Tshuva, or the person who gets reinvigorated, or the flip out, they get very excited about Shabbos. Ooh, ah, Shabbos. Turn Friday into Arab Shabbos. Shabbos is incredible. Ooh, when Shabbos has the foods I want, and the guests I want, and the table I want, the chazan I want, and the rabbi's speech at the right length I want, when everything is right the way I want, 
that's when I'm interested, that's when I'm invested, that's when I'm uplifted. But if not, Chazan was terrible. The rabbi spoke too long. The drasha didn't speak to me. My wife, I didn't make the foods I like. It's the wrong guest. I'm too tired. Then Shabbos, I can't wait for it to end. Then what's the relationship with Shabbos? You have to be happy. You have to be invested. You have to be committed. You have to fight through. You have to run through that wall. That wall of not wanting to do it or be there. The key thing is that I have God with me. I don't feel light. I don't feel good. I don't feel elevated. But I have God. I have meaning. I have purpose. I have a mission. And that's what I have to come back to. That's what we have to remind ourselves. That's what will ground us. Hashem wants it to be enjoyable. He wants it to be pleasant. He wants us to be uplifted. But that is a side benefit. That's not the core reason why we do it. And I'll give you a mushal, I'll give you an example, I'll give you a metaphor. We eat to live. Now we could subsist, we could subside on bread and water. It would have the nutrients and nourishment we'd need, not a balanced diet by any stretch, but it would keep us alive. And yet we don't eat bread and water. We love things with ingredients and spice and tastes and flavor profiles. We enjoy something that tastes good. Now, I need to eat to live whether it tastes good or not. I could eat without taste. When it tastes good, that's an additional benefit. When it tastes good, it's wonderful. It'll make me want to eat more. But what if it doesn't taste? So you'll say, what doesn't taste? Corona. There are people who have corona. There are people who've recovered from corona who've not recovered their sense of smell or taste. So let's say you're no longer able to taste. When one of my son-in-laws had corona, we got a video of him eating an onion like it was an apple. He took a bite out of the onion and he ate the onion like it was an apple because my daughter and son-in-law wanted to show the family no taste. No, he had a great taste in, in girls. He chose my daughter. But no taste of food and he ate an, an onion as if it were an apple. So what happens if you have corona chas v'shalom, God forbid, and you lose your sense of taste, so once you don't taste, you don't eat? What happens if you don't eat? If because you can't taste and you don't eat, you will be malnourished, you'll dehydrate, you'll be in danger, you'll compromise your health, you cannot survive. You can't say, you know what? Right now I'm going through corona, I can't taste. I'll eat again when I can taste. How long are you going to go without eating? A day? A week? A month? There are people who've gone several months without recovering their taste. So if you wait to taste to eat again, your life is over. What's true for us physically is true for us spiritually. What's true for the body is also equally true for the soul. You know, when we do mitzvahs and when we engage a rich Jewish life, it tastes delicious. Shabbos tastes delicious. Kashos, the discipline, tastes delicious. Doing chesed tastes delicious. Giving staka tastes delicious. Davening a beautiful kumzitz, a tish, a song, a sunset. It's all delicious. It makes me feel connected. It makes me feel purpose. It makes me feel elevated. But then there are going to be moments we lose our sense of taste, spiritual taste. I'm trying. I'm eating an onion. I don't even taste it. I'm eating Shabbos, I'm eating kosher, I'm eating stuck, I'm eating Talmud Torah. I'm eating the mitzvah and I don't even taste it. I've lost my sense of taste. So what happens? Am I not going to continue to eat? I'll die. I'll die. And so again, Rav Meyer is encouraging us and hammering home over and over and over again. That Tamur Ukitov Hashem, taste and you'll see that God is delicious. His mitzvahs are delicious. This lifestyle is delicious. I wouldn't have it any other way. It gives us meaning and purpose. 
And it gives us a sense of a mission in this world. It teaches us to navigate the complications and confusion of this world. We wouldn't have it any other way. It is delicious. And if you think it's not, look around at a world that is starving for the deliciousness that we have. The world that doesn't have Torah and mitzvos is also struggling enormously. Is struggling tremendously. We've been given the instruction manual. We have been given the blueprint. It is delicious, but there were times that we're going to lose our sense of taste. For whatever reason, with whatever we're going through in our life, we're struggling to taste the presence of Hashem. Two friends. One only shows up for the friend when things are good. Then, but there's a hard time, there's a challenge. He doesn't come. So when I can come over and you're opening over a bottle of wine, you're opening your expensive scotch, you're serving your first cut corned beef, when I can come over and we're going to sing and we're going to share the very we're going to tell stories and we're going to laugh and we're going to have fun, I'm the first to arrive. But then you hit hard times and you can no longer afford the wine and the scotch. You can no longer serve the food and there's no longer smiles or laughter. I'm nowhere to be found. Such a person is not a real friend. Ask anyone who's gone through a hard time and they will all use the same expression. That when you go through a hard time, you quickly learn who your real friends are. When you're going through a great time, everyone's your friend. But the people have gone through hard times. The people have gone through a controversy, a scandal, a person who's lost money and often health challenges. They will tell you that in that hardship, in that difficult time, they learned a lot about themselves and they also learned who their real friends are. Like the friend of a wealthy person, you know, it turns out, turns out retroactively, that other person was never really your friend. They were the friend of your wine collection. They were the friend of your scotch collection. They were the friend of your Instagram followers. They were the friend of however they benefited by attaching themselves to you. But it turns out they weren't really your friend. How do you know if someone's really your friend or the friend of your things, the friend of your name and reputation? You know because whether they show up even when you don't have those things. Only if we stay attached in difficult times, that is a sign and a symbol that it's a true friend. And then they're worthy of being there in the good times. If you know who stuck with you in hard times, they deserve your love and your loyalty in the good times as well. But if they abandon you and they were nowhere to be found in the hard times, then they don't deserve the payoff of being there and being with you in the good times. So Ravitcher Meyer is applying this to our relationship with Hashem. There are good times and there are hard times. There are times of closeness and times of distance. There are times of light and there are times of darkness. And the real evidence, the real proof of who we are and what we're made of is not our level of Amun and Dveikas, not how much we cling to Him when all is going well, but do we cling to Him in the moments and at the times of struggle? Are we anywhere to be found even when we don't feel like it? Even when it is difficult, even when it's difficult. We say in our and we found his heart, reliable, dependable, trustworthy, predictable. Are we reliable? Are we the friend who shows up good times and bad times and hard times? Being reliable and dependable is an inner connection that's not dependent on anything. If my friendship, my loyalty to you depends on your giving me, my benefiting, your having a lot to offer, that's not a real connection. 
the real connection, the truest connection, the most loyal connection, is even when there's nothing in it for me. And the same is true in our relationship with Hashem. Do we only cling and connect to Him when the bracha is flowing, the blessing is flowing from above? Even when we feel we're on fire, we're excited, we're passionate, we're alive? Or do we cling, do we connect, do we continue? Do we have a sense of ritual? Have we created a, a habit and a lifestyle of living with Amuna and Hashem even when it's difficult, even when we can't see Him? And that is a true, that is the most direct dveikas clinging to Him. Hargasha Yoser Pnimis. It is a more organic, more intrinsic, more direct connection. A person doesn't need the light in order to feel connected to Hashem. You don't need to be in fire. I am together with God as one. Person is married. They're not only married when everything's on fire and fireworks and love and romance. They're married no matter what till death do us part. We're married no matter what. That's not our philosophy. Sometimes it's mutter to sever a relationship before marriage, before death. But as long as one is married and has the bond and the bind and the commitment of marriage, then it means that it's not negotiable and it's not conditional and it doesn't fluctuate based on how I feel. So this is our mission of Itchermeyer has been defining for us. This is our mission to try to be on fire, to try to be moved by the singing, by the sunset, by the chesed, by the learning, by the davening, to be on fire, to be passionate, to be excited, to feel His presence. That's the top level, the highest level, to be on fire. However, even when we're not, and even when, we, and even when it's hard to achieve, Leos mufshat mehargashos, to get to a more intrinsic, to get to a more connected, to not have a conditional relationship. And that's what it means. That's the truest, most real, most reliable dveikas, to cling to God in sickness and in health, in good times and in bad times. But dveikas etzim, real, intrinsic, transformative, part of my core identity, to be thinking about Him and to be looking for Him, and to be aware of Him, and to remind myself of Him, even when I don't feel like it, and even when I don't feel like being with Him, or even when I don't feel like His looking over my shoulder. And with that feeling that I am with Him, always and forever, non-negotiable, He is there, He is there. So Rav is defined for us a dveikos etzem, it's not a conditional dveikos. It's not, oh, I'm attached to him when I feel his presence. Listen to this. I told you how many times my family has this hashkocha pratis WhatsApp group. Not, I feel such dveikos. I feel so connected to him. Why? Because listen to this hashkocha pratis story. Listen to the story of divine providence. Now, do you feel connected to him even when you don't have a story of divine providence to tell? Do you still feel connected? Do you still feel loyal? Do you still show up? That is the question, that is the backbone, that is the test of our, that is the test of our relationship. So I give us all a bracha, that we should feel, and we should live, a dveikas bahargasha, to be inspired, to feel, to be on fire, to have fireworks, love, romance, connection, loyalty with Hashem, but even more so, to be so devoted and so committed, so trustworthy, so reliable and dependable in that relationship, that we show up and that we are there, no matter how we feel. Because if we do that for Him, He does it for us. And no matter what we're going through, we know that He will be there, that nothing is by chance, it's all by design.
pick up tonight, 9 p.m. We're going behind the beam. A very, very special guest. We'll continue with our Living with the Moon series next week. Until next time, stay happy, stay healthy, and stay holy.